0: Welcome to today's podcast. Today it's our pleasure to be joined by Trian Luca, the CEO and co founder of Gemini CAD Systems. Gemini CAD Systems are a leading supplier of software and technology for industries working within the soft, flexible material, textiles, and composites, and of course the leather industry. Gemini specialise in solutions. With a strong background in the fashion, interiors, and automotive industries, their CAD cam technology is reshaping the industry. Offering a balanced suite of automated technologies focused on efficiencies. Today, we're going to concentrate on the sportswear workflow and how Gemini's technology is set to revolutionise a sector of the apparel market that is desperate for reform. Tryan, welcome to today's podcast, and thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me, Debbie. And thank you for everybody for taking the time to listen to this podcast.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, First of all, we're going to get back to the beginning with our first question. Um, When was Gemini founded and what is your company's vision?
1: We were founded uh, 15 years ago. And since that moment, we continuously supply solutions for uh, fashion and apparel uh, industry. But I would say that uh, quite recently, that means 23 years ago, we quit our uh, comfort zone Mm -hmm. and we engaged in uh, different projects across industries. And uh, the subject uh, of today's podcast this uh, digital printing for sportswear is a result of uh, this uh, move that we made because when we when we grew up in uh, apparel and uh, fashion everything seems to be so uh, settled and the solution were quite clear and we made some optimization in nesting and stuff like this but uh, the perspective of a real automation simply did not uh, existed if uh, it did not exist unless we uh, turn and look at what happens beyond our uh, area of interest and in our case it was uh, switching from the simple apparel workflow towards what happens around us digital printing e-commerce Uh, the supply chain of fabrics, and this is where our company evolved.
0: Yes, of course, uh, a a total convergence of um, different technologies that have to all now seamlessly work together.
1: what I would like to say, one for one second, what defines our uh, company since the since the beginning, because this reflects also in our approach uh, today. Whenever we got engaged in a certain project, in a certain direction, in a certain technology, we wanted to go all the way to the basis, to the fundamental basis, which in our case mean means algorithms and the fundamental technologies, like for example nesting. Mm-hmm. Nesting, it's a critical problem in uh, in apparel. We were not happy just to take an existing library or a module making nesting and incorporating it into our uh, software solution. We had to build our own nesting algorithm. That's the only way we, we were really able to serve our clients. And... Uh, when we started to deal with digital printing, again, we were not just happy to incorporate some pre-existing modules. We had to go to the basis. Yeah,
0: but re- yeah. rebuild for uh, the
1: future. Yeah. You, are, you, you, you obviously put a lot more effort to start to build from scratch. hmm uh, compared to the simple integration of uh, existing uh, modules but that gives you the perspective of really being able to evolve and to respond to be flexible to what the customer needs that's that's really important
0: absolutely they're the stepping stones the building blocks aren't they and the stepping stones as your software develops into the future as well very very important um look uh, try on our next question um how how this is very technical question, but how does the sportswear industry currently manufacture garments without using your technology? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, that was a big surprise for me <laughs> when I uh, first started to, to study this uh, area three or four years ago. Um, basically, the methods are the result of a poor understanding of uh, apparel production. Um, by the people who are supposed to give the solution. Uh All the companies involved in uh, sportswear manufacturing are basically apparel manufacturers, right? Uh But whenever they uh, had to invest in a process uh, which includes some pieces related to digital printing, like a printer or a rip or any other piece of technology, they turn for advice to the suppliers of digital printing solutions. Uh And the suppliers of digital printing solutions were actually providing solutions for packaging, for soft signage, and not so much for apparel. When they were asked to provide advice and to to plan a workflow uh, on how to use the digital printing in apparel, they were simply uh, clueless. They have no idea how uh, a T-shirt is produced. And the result of what happens uh, today uh, is absolutely disastrous. Basically, more than 90% of all the sportswear produced in Europe, I'm talking about the printed Mm -hmm. sportswear, it's produced by cutting white parts with a multiply cutter, obtaining a stock of pre-cut white parts, and then sublimating these white parts by placing one by one, totally manually, on a piece of paper. I know it sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. I know that everybody believes that uh, printing is made roll to roll and cutting is automatic. But this is something we only see in exhibitions. The real production, unfortunately, it's totally different. Now, please, please, go ahead.
0: No, 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 you go, you
1: go, it's fine, keep going. Uh, For me, it was a total surprise because apparel is by definition an industry where efficiency and the struggle for savings is absolutely huge. We know this and we know the pressure our clients put on nesting efficiency, on cut planning, on cutting and everything all the steps in, the, in the, um, both design and manufacturing are really, really, really efficient. While in digitally printed uh, apparel, and in, in the simplest example is uh, sportswear, this, the situation was totally different. And that's why I said this is the result of a poor planning made by people who did not understand apparel production
0: yeah interesting isn't it? So not only are the current the way that the bulk of the industry is currently uh, manufacturing is holding back um, design as well, isn't it because my understanding is that the blanks are made and the artwork is isn't one is kind of one size fits all to a certain extent as well so you can't you can't when you're using the the traditional way, you can't actually. Um, manipulate your artwork efficiently to to save to make the savings, which we will talk about later on. but um, also holding lots of as you said, you know sometimes millions of pounds worth of stock in cut blanks that um, that can't actually be customized.
1: Actually, producers did their best because mm-hmm. <laughs> they tried to optimize whatever they uh, they could optimize. but there were no tools to sustain their effort. I'm talking about software tools and of course, hardware tools Uh to sustain the process. Basically today, merging between the contours of the patterns, which were designed in a CAD specialized for apparel. So merging of these contours with the artwork, which is usually produced in Illustrator or Corel, Uh is made within Illustrator or Corel. That means you take all the shapes, you put it in a non CAD application, an application which has no clue about grading sizes and all this stuff which defines uh, apparel production. Mm-hmm. And then you try to continue the process within this environment. And that's the reason why whenever you have a T-shirt and you have eight sizes and you want to place the graphic on that uh, T-shirt, you have no tools to grade the graphics to yeah. make it Uh, Fit on the sizes. And for practical reasons, producers said, okay, we will only use one size of graphics for all apparel sizes. Or in some happy cases, let's say they will split in two groups and they will make two sets of graphics. And that means you need to have uh, some artwork which is bigger than the biggest size. Okay. And use that artwork for all the sizes. And whenever you put a smaller size, you will have a huge unused contour all around uh, uh, the image, the artwork. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm a little bit frustrated that they did not invent video support for podcasts because we could have shown some slides.
0: <laughs> we can actually embed yeah we can actually I think you have a, I'm sure I've seen a video of this so we can actually embed that in the podcast which would be really interesting for everybody to yeah. see it I know I was a gasp when I first saw it some time ago. Um, yeah, definitely worth there uh, with putting that into the notes and we will do that. It was great. So um, we will do that so we can see the demo, video demo. Um, So try and tell us how you have um, created a whole new suite of software which uh, addresses the issues.
1: Actually, our solution is so simple that <laughs> I, I wouldn't qualify it as a big innovation. It's just a struggle to, to introduce it. That, I would say, it's uh, our, uh, our merit. Uh, so all we had to do is, instead of taking the contours of the patterns and transferring the contours to Illustrator in order to merge it with the artwork, all we had to do is enable our CAD Platform to handle graphics. Mm -hmm. So we were able to take the graphics, high-quality printable graphics with color profiles and everything, and bring it in our environment, place it on patterns, and then apply on these graphics all the standard procedures that we do when we construct uh, apparel uh, items. Like, for example, you bring a logo, and that logo can be graded. You bring, you bring a background or a, an image or something, and you can align it and you can split it to jump from one part to another and uh, maintain alignment and so on. So the solution was so simple and straightforward. okay.
0: Try and you always underplay your solutions, which are going to revolutionize this industry. Um, As you say, the revolutions
1: usually come with simple solutions. If it's too complicated, (laughs) (laughs) it will not be a revolution; it will be an evolution.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's so obvious. Okay, cool. So. Having chatted about how um, how things are done today, how what are the challenges then? What do you think is holding the industry back from um, from adopting this technology as fast as it can?
1: It's interesting that uh, within the past, let's say, uh, three years, I witnessed a huge evolution in the perception of uh, of the problem mm-hmm. by the people involved in apparel, uh, in printed apparel production. I mean, three or four years ago. They were not even aware that there is a problem, that they work uh, without any normal efficiency. Yeah, they were quite happy. That's it. That's the solution. We are happy and everybody else is working the same way. So, okay, that's it. Uh Now, within the uh, past three years, they realize that something is not okay. And that's a huge step. Some of the companies even made some steps to change the technology. And the first step that they usually take is to switch from pre-cutting white parts and then printing it towards uh, towards printing roll-to-roll and then cutting from a roll. And that's the first big step for automation. Uh, The big danger is that a lot of them believe that that's it. Okay, we switched and now we print roll to roll and uh, this is everything that can be done. And now we are, this is the state of the art and we will continue to work like this for uh, a few years. And this is the biggest danger because, yes, it's quite okay and it's very important to switch from uh, uh, pre-cutting parts to printing roll to roll and cutting after uh, that. But now you should consider what you print. And then we realized that the print content, the actual print jobs are still generated in uh, applications not capable to handle apparel. Mm -hmm. That means, (laughs) in few words, that they will still print the same uh, rectangle, uh, rectangle blocks with few parts placed there, not nested there. I cannot even use the word nest in uh, uh, describing this. They just put some parts there with a very poor efficiency and then they print it. Yes, it's roll-to-roll. It's quite efficient, but still uh, upstream, the solutions are improvised; are not solutions appropriate for uh, apparel production. So what we did is to create an, a complete workflow from the product development, which I told you it will incorporate also the artwork on the patterns, mm-hmm. and going all the way to towards customizing the artwork because in sports where you need to change names, you need to change numbers, you need to change the size of the T-shirt and not only from standard sizes but also made to measure. Mm-hmm. So we pass through this stage of customizing the, the product and then we need to uh, consider, okay, what do you do with this uh, product? You need to manage orders, you need to group orders, you need to nest and to create long nests So eventually we realized that we need our nesting software to be able also to handle uh, graphics. And at the end, we are capable to generate, for example, a print job of 80 meters long, which is uh, one entire roll of fabric. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, generate the cut job for a a machine, a single ply cutter, which will uh, um, uh, cut the job. And still the (laughs) process is not finished because now the cutter where you want to cut that fabric must be able to recognize what has been printed and to compensate all the distortions and the small deviations, which occurs either uh, during printing or uh, the post-treatment, and to compensate all these distortions. So we had to come up also with a solution for visual inspection of the fabric before cutting. And I still didn't finish because you end up with (laughs) a bunch of... (laughs) with a bunch of cut parts, and you don't know which part is from which T-shirt. But now, because everything comes from an apparel software, we do know which part belongs to which T-shirt. So we are able to uh, help the operator to pick up the right parts and put it together, create groups, create bundles, and have the the parts for one T-shirt.
0: No, it's great. Because every single t-shirt, in theory, well, not in theory, I know this is in practice, as you say, it might be a number or it might be a pattern or a print, but every single item in that run can be completely unique now, can't it?
1: Can be, and it is unique mm-hmm. because that's, the, that's the, the idea. And, you know, having unique products shouldn't necessarily be more complicated than working uh, in series, yeah? Mm-hmm. Because at the end you will still have some parts to stitch together, okay? And if you have an automated process to generate those parts, to nest those parts, to print it, to cut it, uh, basically there, there is no difference compared to mass production. And uh, the consequence is that the cost of customized goods shouldn't be different than mass-produced goods. Yeah. And that's a wonderful news.
0: It is, yeah. It's definitely much offers a very a viable, sustainable alternative, doesn't it, for production? Where where do you tend to find where do sportswear manufacturers start in this process? How easy is it for a company to switch from the 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 workflow that they currently have, and how would you advise them to start trying?
1: Um, for those who are uh, still Uh, cutting white parts and then place it in by hand it will require an investment into a single ply machine so the first thing i would suggest is stop buying multiply machines these machines are not okay for you that's the first advice Uh, second advice uh, change your software until you will have the budget to buy a single-ply machine, at least change the software. Yes, you will continue to have pre-cut white parts, uh, but at least you will not waste uh, ink anymore Mm -hmm. because you can now generate print jobs containing uh, images, containing the, the shape of the part you are going to sublimate, which will be identical in size and shape to the actual cut part okay so that's really a big step uh, forward and then once you will realize the advantage of going in this direction uh, you must switch the the cutting process and that's critical Uh, if we talk about sportswear there is a huge advantage that Sportswear is usually made from polyester or other kind of artificial fibers. Mm-hmm. And uh, these kind of uh, fabrics are suitable for laser cutting. In most of the cases, laser cutting can be applied successfully on this uh, category of uh, fabrics. Laser cutting is limited when we talk about net. natural fibers. But whenever you have artificial fibers, you can cut by laser. And cutting by laser, it's cheap. Laser machines are usually one-third of the budget of a knife machine. So uh, from this point of view, producers of sportswear have a big advantage. Other category of uh, uh, printed apparel when they print natural fibres, uh, they must invest in a knife um, cutter.
0: Right, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. So interesting, isn't it? Because we've got so much, um, so much change and so much reform going to happen within our industry. Um, it's not really the future, it's actually now, isn't it? Because we all have to move forward to be much, much, much more sustainable. Um Tryon, can you just give me a few figures on waste, um, of course, as well? Because by adopting a fully automated workflow, we've touched on this earlier a little bit. How much ink do you think a traditional a manufacturer would, cha- would save? <laughs>
1: um, if we talk about uh, sportswear production, anywhere between uh, 15 to 35% of ink is yeah. wasted. We can save it. I, I made this statement uh, in a group of uh, people with a lot of experience in digital printing. And immediately they react and say, you, you are a software company from apparel. How do you save ink? Mm-hmm. Do you mess up with our colors and so on? And so on? how do you save ink? <laughs> and they were very, very upset. And I understand their reaction because saving ink, it's not a simple job. But the way we do it, it's pretty naive. It's pretty simple. We simply do not print parts which are going to be thrown away. Absolutely. That's our yeah. <laughs> genius method of saving ink. <laughs> there is nothing beyond this. Yeah, so 15 to 30% of the ink right now is wasted wow. because the paper, it's thrown away. It's not used to be transferred on parts, as simple as that.
0: Wow. So you're saving massive amount of paper as well, aren't you? as well, when you get uh,
1: through to nesting. Yeah, our, yeah. our uh, simple uh, calculations, and I am uh, I can do this for any example in sportswear, mm-hmm. show right now that the average efficiency, I mean, really used paper in this manual process is somewhere around 55%, while when you make a decent automatic nesting like we do, mm-hmm. uh, you use up to 85 and maybe sometimes 90% of the paper. That means you can easily save 30-40% of the paper uh, quantity. And when you save paper on an injured printer, you do not save only paper. You also save printer time. Whenever you just move the head left and right and print nothing, you leave the paper white, that is wasted printer time.
0: Very interesting. Because
1: my next statement was that we made the printer output uh, 30% bigger. And again, they say, how do you change the printer output? I said Simply, I, I do not print white paper. It's <laughs> not efficient.
0: Absolutely. And ultimately, of course, like, as well, because you're not printing um, waste cloth and you're not printing waste paper, both of those products become much more circular as well because they're not contaminated so they can be recycled much easier and scooped up and um, used again.
1: I know that today we we talk about sportswear but mm-hmm. the same applies uh, in another field where digital printing is is quite a uh, uh, hype right now I mean uh, printing fabrics for apparel, for general purpose apparel, I, you have a fabrics with roses, roses, roses with tiles. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, digital printing entered quite aggressively to replace the analog printing, and that's wonderful. But in the same time, they use their digital printers, maybe single pass digital printers, to print roses, 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 roses. Okay, mm-hmm. and this fabric produced on a digital printer will have, will be subject to exact the same workflow as an analog printed fabric. That means whenever I want to produce a dress and put it on a fabric with repetitive roses, I need to do something called matching. That that means my nesting is not free. Mm -hmm. I must align the roses, I must align the, the patterns from one pattern to another. Uh, the waste in this case is huge. And all the fabric, fabric which I'm throwing away, it's printed. It contains ink. Mm. How about if I'm using a digital printer so I can print anything? I do not uh, necessarily have to print uh, a continuous fabric with roses, roses, roses. I can print whatever I want. How about I put the roses directly on the patterns of my dress, make a very good nest, and print directly the dress, all the parts of the dress, and leave the parts in between uh, patterns white. Therefore, I save ink and I save fabric. Well, in this case, again, about 40% of the ink can be saved.
0: Wow. Those aren't small numbers, are they? Those are huge numbers.
1: These are incredible numbers. Sometimes yeah. I, I, feel, I, I feel uncomfortable pronouncing these numbers <laughs> because they, they sound unreal. Yeah. But it's the simple fact that we throw away printed fabric. That's it.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, when you actually talk about the scale of the industries um, within the fashion section, you can start to put rather a lot of knots on the end of those numbers as well, can't you? in value yeah, definitely. and that's you know definitely. yeah value um that's they're all on the um that's all profit at the end of the day isn't it it can all be recouped i
1: i have the i have the same feeling today about this case in in uh, digital printing for sportswear and generally textile digital printing as i did back in 2009 in 2009 our company launched a quite revolutionary uh, nesting algorithm for uh, textile for apparel, Mm -hmm. by which we saved in average about 2% uh, uh, in fabric consumption compared to all our competitors. That was in 2009, 10 years ago. And after two years in 2012, when we made some calculation on our customer Uh, 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 network, Mm -hmm. we had uh, about 11,000 factories working with our nesting algorithm, we realized that we were saving about 300 million square meters of fabric every year, just from the 2%. Wow,
0: we need to do those figures again for 2020.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so so (laughs) I I have exactly the same feeling. At that moment, I was, uh, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but quite worried about the results. is said, there is something wrong. Did I miss one zero, one decimal? Is it something uh, wrong with my uh, numbers? No, the numbers were correct. And that's the same uh, right now with digital printing. All this ink, all this fabric, all this paper means wasted money, which yeah. eventually can turn into profit mm-hmm. if they turn into savings.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, you're so right. I think, you know, as... As the industry continues to develop, knowledge and awareness grows, doesn't it? And the adoption of new technologies is, has to and will speed up. Because with numbers like that and savings, you know, 55%, 35% of ink, 40%, 40%, we have to move forward quicker, don't we? And we have to um, force changes in order to, for companies to improve their viability and their profit um, worldwide.
1: Uh, I believe the first priority is to have people supplying digital printing technology mm-hmm. understand the uh, workflow and everything about apparel. Yes. You cannot just sell a printer, say, yeah, you are going to use it for textile, but I have no idea what textile means. I just know my printer prints textile. Mm-hmm. Uh so the first priority is to transfer the knowledge toward this group, printer producers, uh, printer dealers, and also RIP software producers uh-huh, and uh, yes, people course, yeah. this process. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there has to be much, much more collaboration um, within the industry.
1: Definitely. Like we made efforts to understand things about digital printing, we expect the same from the other side of the yeah. Right now it's a river, okay, and we're building a bridge only from one side. <laughs> it's
0: a very welcome bridge. <laughs> but, look, try and thank you so, 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 so much. Um, we will be working together on um, the Sportswear Pro event, which is running in conjunction with the FESPA Global Expo in Madrid um, in late March the 24th to the 27th of March 2020 next year. And I very much look forward to, uh, to hearing more and, taking a very, very close look at um, all of the new technologies and developments coming out of Gemini CAD systems um, for spring next year. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you as always today, Tryon. And uh, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you for uh, having me in your podcast. I'm also looking forward to attending uh, FESPA in March next year. And I'm looking forward to meet some of our uh, listeners today. Absolutely. Uh, also in
0: Oh, That's great. And I'll make sure that um, everything's in the podcast notes so people can get in touch and contact you. And I will find that video and pop that in there as well so that uh, we can record the past and move towards the future. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Try and thank you so much and have a great day.
1: You too, Debbie. Bye, everybody.
0: Thank you. Goodbye.